Hello and welcome to another edition of the UGA Sports Sunday Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by none other than my co-host, Jason Butt. We'll have the straggler, Ben Bachman, joining us at some point. But uh, guys, G-Day just happened, so we're going to be discussing that a lot. Bear Alexander just happened, uh, showing up in a Porsche on uh, his Instagram, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Lots of freshmen to talk about obviously the quarterback situation from G day as well. Uh, but before we get started, you know how we like to get down here on the Sunday night call in show. If you're watching us, we want to know where you're watching us from. Go ahead and put it into the chat and we will shout you out. Also, you can join this show. Unlike any other show on our UGA sports YouTube channel, you can join this show. There is a joinable link in the description. You can click on it and it brings you into a waiting room. Then you can come on. We'll bring you on the show and you can talk with us. Eddie from Ackworth joins us uh, all the time. I think he's coming on tonight. Uh, Andy Stowe hopefully will join us. But we have a ton of guys uh, that made that jump and jumped in here and jumped on with us and have uh, been loving it ever since. But if it's okay, if you want to stay in the comment section, that's fine as well. Go ahead. Let us know where you're watching from. Put your questions in the comment section, guys. I don't know how much I can can tell you that we appreciate that uh, because it helps the show keep moving for us when Jason and I, who are terrible with ideas, uh, run out of them very quickly. So uh, before we get started, let's get a, let's get a shout out here. Jason, uh, Edwin, Edwina Atwood says, go dogs. Rogers watching us from Calhoun, Georgia. Sherry Goins, we see you. Harry Leggy, flipping Georgia. Andy Stowe, there he is. Royston, Georgia. Uh, Dog for Life says, what's up? Eddie says, Ackworth. Eddie from Ackworth says, Ackworth, duh. Uh, <laughs> We've got a uh, Linville, Iowa here. My sons, Wit and Bear, are huge UGA fans. This is pretty badass names. And Bear, uh, that's a little foreshadowing there. Mm, Andrew. We're going to be yeah. talking about another bear uh, here later on the show. Dog for Life, Clayton, Georgia. And uh, Lee jo- Les Jones uh, is jumping right into it. Said, how do you think the QBs did? Before we get into that, it looks like Ben Bachman decided to join the show. Hold on. Hey, Ben, what's going on, bud? He can't even talk. He can't even talk. We'll, we'll, we'll He's loading. There, there, he is. there he is. Oh, he can talk? I can talk. Can you hear me? And hey, what's gone. going on, Ben? No, my, my, my Thanks for showing up on time. You know, we got, we got one job here. No big deal. Um, <clears throat> much like not being on time, some of the passes yesterday weren't on time yesterday uh, from some of the quarterbacks. But, guys, before we get into that, uh, I want to know how was your weekend and, uh, you know, things like that. Hey, weekend weekend's been pretty good. Uh, yeah. I actually uh, took a trip to Richmond, Virginia. So, there you go. There you which go. I haven't had Zaxby's, believe it or not, in a long time. For all you oh, people still it? down there, do they have it? They down have there? it. They yeah. have it. No. That's good. So, two years I hadn't had Zaxby's, and uh, it was well worth it. <laughs> I there you go. It so there you go. But yeah, otherwise, great weekend. Um, you know, a lot of cool stuff's going on, and of course, uh, G Day. Um, so, 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 uh, big times, uh, ahead. I think it's interesting looking forward to uh, another Georgia football season. And for a lot of people, three P right. And, uh, yeah. Georgia's never, I mean, the, the fact that Georgia's in the situation is remarkable, uh, given the history of the program. Ben, your weekend. And then after your weekend, uh, cause I know you probably didn't do much. So I'll give you the second question. Oh, how, how are the quarterbacks? They're throwing bombs at me today. My weekend was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, watched a lot of baseball. There you and go. Then went out. So oh. I, I had a pretty good time. Just typical weekend, I would say. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to the quarterbacks, I got to admit, I think Carson Beck from the G Day scrimmage was the best quarterback for sure. Definitely. Um, 
I think each of them showed, like, I think what we've been talking about, I still think Gunner has a lot of potential. He might even have the most potential. I think Brock's the most athletic, but I just think Beck's the most polished. And I think he just seems like he, he feels like in the system, he understands it the best. And also he seems more of a natural thrower with Brock. A lot of things was, I understand the one interception, it wasn't as much the decision-making as it's the throwing motions what's weird for me with him. Like sometimes you watch the ball come out and it's like, this just does not look right. It's like a wind-up. It kind of reminds you, not as bad, but some of like Tim Tebow's stuff reminds oh, you of that a little bit. It kind of does of like, a little. It does. It, it's, it's a little wild with it. I'm like, okay, is he just like a baseball player just winging it? You know, like sometimes like that. Like sometimes that's what I feel like where back the ball just comes out of his hand so easy. Gunner even seems like the ball comes out of his hands easier. So, like, that's my worry with Brock. I think that the one thing that I think is a very good sign with each of the three is they're each improving year to year to year. Like, Beck from year one was nowhere near ready to be a D1 college quarterback as a true freshman. Now he looks like it. Brock, year one to year three, he's night and day better. I remember last year's G-Day – Brock struggled mightily. I thought he was much improved. So each quarterback, and Gunner's the same way. Gunner looked like he couldn't really do hardly anything at G-Day. Um, each of the three quarterbacks, I think, from last year's scrimmage and just each year they've been at Georgia from behind-the-scenes stuff, they've improved, which I think is a good sign is for Georgia as a program. Jason, uh, I think Ben really touched on most of it right there. I think probably, I don't want to speak for you, but I will in saying that we probably all walked away with uh, Carson Beck as the surefire number one guy here. And the question now I think changes to Jason is how does Kirby still kind of make this? Because we all saw with our eyes yesterday, you know, that uh, Carson Beck was, was far and beyond yeah. the other two quarterbacks. So how does how does Kirby make this to where he can somehow keep Brock Vandergriff around? Is there a way that he can still create a competition? And I don't want to say dupe uh, Brock Vandergriff, but you kind of almost have to in this situation, right? Yeah, I, I was going to correct you there and say you almost have to because yeah. you you want to create a situation where he stays for this season, and you let you know we'll get into Bear Alexander, but it's kind of like. You tell the guy, hey, stay through the spring. You tell Brock, stay through this season. You don't know what can happen with Carson Beck. Beck can get injured. All sorts of things can happen. Just stay with us this season. And if if it's still not going for you by the end of the year, then go to the portal and look for another program. At the end of the day, though, you have to wonder if you're Brock, you know, you want to you play now. But – at the same time, you're going through spring practice. I mean, you have to find a spot where there's not a starting quarterback. And uh, it, it, it's a tough spot for Brock Vandegrift because if, if you're going to transfer as a quarterback, you want to do it as early as possible. You don't want to be doing it after after the spring where you've already missed all those practices and then you got to get into summer workouts and you got to find a spot where you can for sure beat out whoever is already there for the starting job. So. And I think with what we saw from Brock yesterday, I don't know if there are any, many upper tier programs where he can do that right now. So if I'm Kirby, that's that's the selling point. If he leaves despite that, you just have to live with it and move on. I mean, I, I think Carson Beck, I mean, Ben headed out, I don't need to go rehash those thoughts. He just looked the part. And I, I know we, we've all heard things like uh, such as that uh, 
you know, he has those those errors and those moments in practice, but when when it was on full display for the public, I mean, he was he was the guy, and it, to me, it wasn't even really close. Uh, Greg, part of the family over here on the Sunday Colin Show and the Overreaction Show, says the best part of Beck's performance was seeing how much control he had with touch passes. Yeah, he he looked he looked really really good. Uh, I, I totally agree, Greg. And then Andy says, and where is he going to go? Is it better to stay and learn one more year than go to a crappy team? The one place that I have in mind, I was looking it up while you were talking there, Jason, there at the end was Georgia Tech had their spring game yesterday and, and they're relying on Zach Pyron. <laughs> look, look. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you make a good point. You make a good look, point. I'm, I'm connecting dots here, okay? Yeah. yeah. Zach Pyron, not really a highly recruited. But I said from your program. I said from Wait, your is program. Haynes King there? Uh, I don't, I think, but I haven't. Okay, there it is. It's time for Haynes King to take his first snaps of the game and showed early why he was a former four star recruit. Anyways, Haynes King, Zach Pyron, whatever. Buster yeah. Faulkner is now there at Georgia Tech. That's where I get the connection from. This right up the road. So, Andy, you're asking, where is he going to go? I think that could be, uh, and Andy says, I said crappy team. I get it. Trust me. I mean, it's, but he could start there. He's right up the road. That's that's all I'm. That's all I'm. Does saying. Georgia make a deal with uh, Nebraska to secure Dylan Rayola and they trade at Brock Vandergriff? <laughs> I mean, they've already Nebraska's already <laughs> taken like six uh, transfers from Georgia. It feels like, and there's Georgia, no left at this point. Yeah, yeah it's just like Kirby. Okay, this guy might not be good enough to be here. Matt Rule, you're my buddy. I'm going to make you my Big Ten partner. You're gonna be you're gonna be the B team of college football. Like that's that's he, he right? just has that as his prop. Yeah, and then and then he's like, look, but you're not getting Riola, so you can have Vandegrift. This is a gentleman's agreement. We're gonna have to shake on this. We can't put this in writing. Uh, so, well, Brock has to take a from Brock's yeah. standpoint. It's oh really? You, you're just you're just putting up insults. No, I see. Uh, you look like CGI. Brock's, you look like a CGI right now because like your camera and stuff. You look good. I, I know because the, the I don't have actually a real green screen behind me this time. I I it's it's like broken down over there. I, I'd have it's to okay. set it up. It's all right. It's all right. Um, okay, we love you. But with Brock, he has to take like an educated guess on. Okay, is Beck going to be a guy? If Beck gets a starting job, is he a one and done player or not? Because look at it, Beck took three years then started. If Beck is the starter this year, this is would be Brock's third year. So does he go, okay, is Beck a one and done? Then I start the year after? Or do I take – I can't go to an SEC team. I can't no. go there unless I'm a graduate transfer, and he's not a graduate tra transfer. Correct. So every SEC team you guys are thinking of, since he's not a graduate transfer, he couldn't go there. So don't think about Auburn. I know that's the one team everyone was talking about. He can't go there. So – you have to think, Texas can't really go there. They have Ewers and Arch. I'm looking at, he obviously can't go to USC. UCLA's got Dante Moore. Like, all these top-tier programs or, like, top-25 programs he's that are not, decent, they have a guy. He can't transfer. He can't, yeah. He can't yeah, go to going, a premier program. That's why I brought up Georgia Tech. Like, Georgia Tech is probably the, the top right now for him, like the pinnacle in terms of transferring, I think. Uh, to be able to start right away and, and walk in because you're going to know the playbook because Buster Faulkner, I mean, you're going to know the terminology and stuff. I'm sure he brought that stuff over with him. Yeah, so. I think it's about do you go to Tech or do you wait it out a year and then say, okay, if Beck is a one-and-done player, assuming Beck's a starter, or if he's not, I'll just transfer to an SEC school the second the season's over. Yeah. If he's not So those are his 
just, I mean, th- that's what he's got yeah, to think tough. through. There's, there's like three or four different scenarios for him. And I think there's a decent chance still for him in the long run in college football and the pros. There's still something there. It's not like this guy is like – he's not Tate Martell. He's no, not the greatest no, no, star no. of all time, Tate Martell. No. But he's, <laughs> he's still got hope. What does Tate do in these days anyway? Where did he finish I mean, off? He UNLV is like a receiver, and he dropped out. God bless him. God bless him. Here's one guy I want to talk about, guys. Makai Muse. Armando Black, uh, Black TV says, Muse will be unstoppable in the open field. No B- DB, I can't talk, will be able to catch him. I don't know if he's going to get much playing time, but after seeing what he did yesterday, I definitely think he deserves a shot at like kick return, punt return starting. Uh, little man's got jets. And Kirby even said it during the, the broadcast. He said, look, he's been on the scout team for two years going up against the best defense, you know, we can find in the, in college football. And that's ours. And he's done great. Now the world kind of gets to see him uh, props to our publisher and our boss, Ryan Nabolsi, for putting that over on UJSports.com right before the game, saying, watch out for Makai Muse, and he comes out and has a good game. So you're one for one, Rowdy. Uh, I don't know about two for two. Let's let's see. You can move it on to the regular season. But uh, good call in the first game in G-Day. But, guys, Muse, does he, ha- does he have a chance here? Special teams for sure. I mean, I I, think, walk-ons. Right? Yeah, walk-ons always have a, a shot at special teams, regardless of how big or small – how big the program uh, is. Um, I, I just want to use Muse as an example. We all saw uh, how, you know, how fast he was, and, and, how, and yeah, he was a smaller guy that obviously contributes. But there's something to be said about the development, of, the development, and coaches giving players chances. You know, uh, yeah. maybe somebody could point out Alabama, Clemson, where there have been some walk-ons who have. I, mean, I guess uh, I was going to say Clemson, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. State comes to mind, but I guess maybe Alabama is probably the better example of. You know, are there any examples where whether it's a walk on or a, or a two to three star guy who was, uh, you know, just kind of giving an offer a chance, you know, a, a late late in the game. You know, I'm thinking of um, Lad McConkey here. Uh, you know, when, when it comes to to Georgia, but uh, just guys who who necessarily who have flown under the radar still end up at Georgia, whether they're they're a walk on and then they end up. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, Stetson Bennett's the biggest example here for Georgia, um, and then they end up going on and, and being great and given that opportunity down the road just by by developing and 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 showing off the practice and then just getting those chances. I mean, I don't know. If, uh, Clemson, I guess, is, is a good option. I Hunter Renfro had slipped my mind, but uh, um, you know, any other programs? I just can't think of any that have had that happen where you're still bringing in these elite five stars. You're still top three every year in recruiting, and then you still get these guys who show up and end up. Uh, becoming uh, uh, decent players in your program. And for Georgia, you, you know, Lab McConkie being a, a three-star and Setson Bennett being a walk-on at, at the start, uh, for, for them to end up having major roles, uh, it just goes to show the development and, and, the, and the chances that these coaches are willing to take. I mean, Tay Crowder's another one, right? Tay Crowder, yeah. Uh, yeah. three-star running back that was taken on the signing day, got transferred to linebacker and playing linebacker for the Giants right now. You know, there's, there's yeah. and, and he was, and he came in on the previous coaching staff. So the, right. the Kirby and the new staff gave him the opportunity and they didn't have to, because he wasn't their guy. And, right. and to me, that's, that's another example of, um, uh, of, of a coaching staff that uh, I'm sure there are other examples people can point to that, that would, that, you know, would, would state otherwise. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just, just what we're going off of what we can go off of. 
Bob says Baker Mayfield, you know, yeah, that's one, but Georgia, yeah. I think Georgia's done a really good job of that guys. Well, this is, yeah. this is a great question actually right here by uh, Armando black. He says muses fast. And he has great hands. Kirby needs to hold on to him. That, that right there can kind of segue us into bear as well, but I am sure I am 1000% sure because you know, they say tampering, you can't tamper, right? You can't call these kids, but you can call their parents. You know, you, you can you can find out ways to communicate with these players. And I am sure, especially with Georgia being on ESPN2 yesterday, not on a streaming service. So, I'll, I mean, you're at a Power 5 school. You've got ESPN2 on some type of TV inside the football office. You know, you just do. You have so many TVs. Uh, it's, it's on. You see this kid, you're like, whoa, who is that? You go look it up. He's a walk-on. Yeah, he's tiny. But, I mean, is there a possibility? Do you guys get where I'm going with this? Is there a possibility oh, yeah. that, like, yeah. these type of players in these spring games, and I don't, I'm not going to say it happens all the time because this is very rare for Georgia, but a kid like Muse could be fielding some calls today uh, from, from other programs. From his perspective, I mean – if his end game's the NFL, I think his best chance is probably maybe a school season and goes, you know what, maybe a lower power five or high group of five thinks, hey, you can crack our starting rotation as a receiver. Point blank, this rotation, I think we were talking about last week, and I've talked about it with a few different Georgia fans, like there are five or six receivers who I know are going to be in this. Like if Beck is a starter for sure, he has a big connection with Arian Smith, which people don't talk about enough. He just every spring game and yeah. in practice, yeah. him and Arian Smith have a connection. They're both Florida boys. They have since being in the same recruiting class. Then you have, obviously, the two transfers, Ra Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett, who looked really good yesterday. Then you have um, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, and Lad McConkie. And then I think a sixth guy is Dylan Bell. Dylan yeah. Bell is going to be hard to yeah. keep off the field. Oh, Dylan yeah. Bell's good. So you have those six. Think about it. They were throwing Jackson Meeks passes. They were trying to get the ball in Denylon Morissette's hands. He's just not going to crack. A couple balls team. yesterday. Lawson Lucky. I mean, he's tied in, but – uh, Tyler Williams caught a couple balls yesterday. There's a lot of, you know, really talented. It's deep and fast. And, yeah. and Muse is fast. <laughs> Muse is, is, is electric. And he just is tiny. That, he's tiny, yeah. Looks, and, you know, there's, there's, there's a spot for guys who are, who are small, shifty, but can, can be a kind of a slot guy. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't know his skill set enough to know if he could be a slot guy. He might actually be more of a, 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 a guy who's better running down the field uh, you know, outside. I don't know. I haven't seen much of him. Obviously, I think yesterday was the first yeah. time a lot of us have been able to see him. So, uh, but but that said, uh, I'm, I'm kind of with Ben here. Uh, if he's unable to get on the field, if, if he can't, uh, you know, just, just by the room, this is one of the deepest receiver rooms I think we've seen in quite some time. Just really in the back end, not necessarily. I mean, top. Obviously, Georgia's had the guys at the, in the top two to three uh, per year. But when you're talking about the four, five, six, seven receiver, uh, that's going to be really tough for Muse and. And so holding on to him may be tough, especially if he does get some special teams looks. Whether he's on coverage too, if he's that fast, I mean, yeah. I don't know if he can tackle. He's also small, so it's it's, it's whatever. But, but I think uh, it, it kind of that fast. You can find you can find ways to get him on the field, whether it's with gadget plays or on special teams as a returner. I, I think if you want to keep him, you you have to tell him, hey, you're one of our starting kick returners, or you're you know yeah. in the run for punt return. And maybe he just yeah. loves you know the University of Georgia and wants to stick around. But I'm sure. Uh, as Andy Stowe pointed out, Texas had 80 locked up before he left. It's happening every day. You're right. I'm sure that uh, Muse, maybe, you know, we won't say Muse's personal phone is being blown up, but somebody around him with a phone 
is being blown up today. Uh, and congrats to him. Hopefully, you know, he'll he'll stick around Georgia, but he he really shines. Oh well, well, Paul, there's another guy who's uh obviously his phone got blown up, who uh is a different kind of animal. He's a bear. He is. So he is. before you know, we before are we're gonna get to guys. we're gonna get to the bear. Let me bring in our bear. Whoa, that's weird. Um our bear, Eddie. From that's Ackworth. an insult. Eddie, uh, you should knock him out. Eddie's, Not, uh, give him Eddie's a big guy. Dinner. Um, and Eddie will no knock bear, though. Uh, yeah, bear. but you know bear. But I mean, uh, you're, you're you're a big guy. So uh, Eddie, we we've talked about the the kind of the quarterback situation. We talked about Muse. Um, I want to get your thoughts on on Muse, just and the simple fact that you think his phone's getting blown up today. I don't want to assume anything, right? But I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it, just start off. <laughs> I hope you guys are well. Thank you for letting me back on the show after all this time. It seems like it's been a long time, but I hope you guys are having a good spring and I can't believe it's already here to be talking about, like you said, Jason, the possibility of another three-peat. I mean, let's just go back two years ago when we discussed that on this show. You'd have clicked off quicker than I can say hat, you know. I mean, (laughs) just unbelievable what we're going through. But um, the three guys I was going to say, and Muse was an obvious one. You guys talked about him. He really looked pretty unstoppable at times. And, and what I thought about was pretty cool is, you know, two years ago, Kirby made it a point in the G day game to showcase Brock Bowers. Now we knew Brock Bauer, a lot more about Brock Bowers, obviously, but I think in part, he kind of showcased Muse a little bit yesterday. I mean, he made it a point to make this kid, I mean, he did it himself to look as good as he did. Um, Now, Ben, you, you you raise great points about the wide receiver room. I mean, it is loaded. So, I think you guys are right, and I didn't think about it. His phone probably is blowing up a little bit today. But the two others I wanted to talk about were Aguero. I was really impressed with that kid. I mean, 18, are you kidding me? And the other one, and I'll let you guys run with this, is Robinson. Not the one you're thinking of, Roderick. Yeah. Yeah. So we we haven't even touched on the freshman class, guys. Um, Damon Wilson. Yeah, there's the one. C.J. Allen. Jordan Hall, which which my wife yeah. watches football, right? She she but she doesn't. I mean, she knows. She saw Lad McConkey catch a pass, and she was like, "Oh, of course McConkey caught it." So you know, I'm doing good, right? But she was like, "Who is 44? Who is 44? He looks huge." And I was like, "It's Jordan Hall." So so you know, even to the uh, novice fan there, uh, Jordan Hall's looking big. Aguero, which we've already talked about, uh, and Pimba, freak. AJ Harris had that uh, pretty bad pass interference, but other than that, he, he had a couple of good plays. And then uh, Gabe Harris too. I mean, it, guys, we're living in a world of where Georgia just reloads. Now there is no rebuild. They're bringing in freshmen that, like, you look at that second team for Georgia defensively. Probably would start over. Uh, every SEC team besides three or four, maybe. Right? I mean, it, 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 they're they're killers out there. They're, they're well, Paul, Paul, you guys haven't really gotten into the Bear Alexander. I know it's coming out. We're going to. We're going to. I know, but uh, that's a perfect segue to what you're talking about. A few years ago, Bear Alexander transfers, and we're all like, as Georgia fans, oh, my God. What oh, yeah, is you're- happening to our program? We are dead at the defensive line. And literally, Kirby and myself yesterday were kind of like, hmm, good luck, kid. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so yeah, that kind of seg- segues to uh, Bear. Bear, obviously, so it, it, it 
if there's some people out there that think that like we had word of this prior to um, it caught everybody off guard. OK, uh, so don't think that like any, anybody was hiding any knowledge on this. We, we were all caught off guard. Even sports media still had him uh, listed on like the rosters and stuff. So the team obviously knew sports media didn't. So Bear Alexander decides, what was it, two hours before kickoff for G-Day yesterday? Unbelievable timing. And, and yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't like I don't like disparaging college kids. So I should probably shut up. But there were a lot of things that just really didn't sit well about this. Yeah. And so you decide to go into the portal about two hours prior. So, you know, obviously you're going to be the talk of the post game, the talk of uh, the broadcast. And your guardian is at the USC, not South Carolina, Southern Cal spring game. And then mm-hmm. today you post a picture on Instagram. You're driving a Porsche. Um, guys, I'll say my piece and then we'll go around the horn with it. Bear Alexander, uh, it didn't sound to me yesterday because a lot of reporters obviously asked uh, the players, they asked Kirby uh, thoughts on it. They didn't quite too much care uh, about it happening. And uh, me over we doesn't happen in Athens anymore. So I, I think that was another reason. And when you have a kid transfer high schools three different times, we're going to start calling this like the Jermaine, Jermaine Burton effect, okay? When you transfer high schools three different times, you probably should just have that in as a fan. You should have that in the back of your mind that this kid, at any time, like anything goes wrong or gets the road gets tough, he's probably going to transfer again. It's just going to be in college, not in high school. So that's my piece on it, the Jermaine Burton effect. We've got to start watching this guy. So if any – Anybody can do some research for us and find out who on Georgia's team has transferred high schools at least three times. We'll keep our eyes on those kids moving forward. But the Jermaine Burton effect. Jason, Paul, start with you. we'll go. To, or ben, we'll start with you. Then Jason and Eddie. Let's talk. Well, so you know, one person who's now been at three different high schools is Dylan Rayola. So you're <laughs> saying that's a weird thing. I'm just saying, Paul. I mean, I guess Paul's going to be the guy on the board. Do not recruit him. That's Paul's anti-Dylan Rayola a year before we even start talking about him. But anyway, um, I think with Bear, like you brought like the whole Guardian at USC. Like I don't like how that whole situation went about. I don't. But I think in the long run, um, I think it might be best for both sides because I told you last week and a couple weeks ago, Jordan Hall is the most talented freshman in the class. Now, Damon Wilson is going to give him – I mean, I think both the inside backers might even compete for that. But Damon Wilson and mainly Jordan Hall to me are the best freshmen that, you know, this year for Georgia who will be the most talented in their classes. Jordan Hall to me might be a starter. I mean, he might be a starter. And I think in the long run, he might be a better player than Bear Alexander. I just think he's more athletic. And I just think in the long run, it might be best for Bear to be the guy of a D-line elsewhere, to be honest. And I think his fit culturally might be better elsewhere, to tell you the truth. So I think Jordan Hall is going to do him a lot of favors. Because now the rotation, he won't have to rotate with Bear as much. You're going to see more Jordan Hall. Because like this reminds me of, I remember it was, what was it, Trayvon Walker, uh, Jordan Davis, Devontae White, and Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter and Devontae had to rotate a lot um, when they didn't have a nose on the, I mean, when they had a nose on the field, I thought it was going to be like that with Michael, Jamal, Jarrett, Bear Alexander, and Jordan Hall. I don't think it has to be that way anymore. I, I just think you have your main three in the middle are going to be Michael, Jamal, Jarrett when he's ready, and Jordan Hall. I think that's your your meat of those guys. 
Now, I think early on they're going to rely a lot on Stackhouse because he's good against the run, and Brinson is pretty athletic, and he can play multiple spots. And apparently, Taron Ingram Dawkins is coming along too. So I don't think this D-line room is going to have any uh, trouble going forward. Jason, what you got on Bear? Yeah, you know the 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 Porsche the the fact that uh, he he was going to to start. I mean. He was going to play. It, this wasn't a playing time thing, unless there was some stuff with with the coaches behind the scenes. But let's—I I think yeah, most people, I mean, most people, yeah, most people can can see what this was about when you look at the the stuff on social media, how it went down, all those things. Um, look, in in the NIL era, I think I, I think multiple things can be true here. I think, you know, if you want to leave, even if you are going to be a starter on a national title team, but you think you may have more opportunities for your personal brand and your personal likeness and, you know, financial opportunities because you can't go to the NFL yet, hey, by all means, do it. Capitalize on that. But Kirby Smart has often said, if that is your, you know, or I should, I should back up, but Kirby Smart has often said when he recruits, he's not going after guys who – who have that as their primary focus. So if that's your primary focus, it's probably good that you're not at Georgia from a coaching perspective, from a teammate perspective. Um, You're probably just not going to mesh well with the culture that's been established here. So, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, this, this is one of those rare moments where I, I really have, have uh, not, not great feelings about how this whole thing went down. I'm normally somebody who wants to see uh, these young men, these young men, uh, you know, succeed, whether, uh, you know, if, if it is financially, whether it is on the field, uh, yeah, I want to see them do good things, but, but, you know, you, people are going to make mistakes. They're going to stumble or, you know, I'm not one to kick them when they're down or kick them because I'm jealous or envious or any of that sort of stuff. So I don't want any of that to come across like that, which is why, even though it doesn't sit well with me, I'm trying my best not to, not to do <laughs> those things I want to avoid, but, um, I'm kind of talking myself in circle because of that, but, it, it, again, it just did not sit well with me. Is it really wasn't an ideal situation um, uh, to to put out there? And I think it's a, I, uh, the one thing. I guess as far as all goes, I'll say it, it's it's just a bad look. You know, truth truth to be told. And from the A, I'm not talking Atlanta. We're talking Ackworth. As a fan, give us a fan perspective of uh, of Bear leaving out. Yeah, Jason, I mean, you make a great point. I, I thought the timing was horrible. I mean, it basically took away from the whole day of celebration from the fans, the, the players and everything celebrating a second national championship. And this is what everybody wants to talk about yesterday leading into the game. Right. It's just, it's just weird to me the way, the way that that happened. But um, I'll just go back to what I said from a fan perspective, since you asked me that, like I said, four five years ago, and I'm not knocking Barry Alexander. I'd love to still have him here as part of the mix, but a player like that walks away from the university of Georgia and it's panic time. Oh yeah. The season's over. And, well, we'll get him the year after next because it's done. We have no depth. And Kirby made it a point yesterday during his interview when asked about this to talk about the depth of defensive line. And, was and, and like, I, I mean, I know I did it exaggerating, but Kirby kind of did this. We're good, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I know he didn't do that, but you get what I'm getting at. It's just unbelievable where Kirby has this program that a kid like that who – really played well in the national championship game. Now I know it's TCU, but he, he looked really good out there. And I was like, this is the next Jordan Davis coming up. This is the next, I was thinking that last year and during yeah. the national championship. 
And he walks away and we're like, just went through the list. Uh, ben did very well. I mean, these, I think these, I think these incoming freshmen, Jamal Jarrett and the other kid, I'm sorry, Jordan Hall, me, Jordan Hall. I think they've whipped him up a little bit. And I think they've, they put a, a spotlight on bear that I'm not as good as I thought I was. These two freshmen may overtake me. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, and not to, not to beat on the kid, right. Because sometimes in life it, it's a guidance issue too. So, you know, sure. it, it might just have the, we saw with Trenton Thompson guys, Trenton Thompson should have come back to Georgia. He went to the NFL and now, yeah. now where is he, you know, he's nowhere to be found. And had he had the right guidance and listened to the right people, uh, he would have come back to Georgia, and I think probably would have been a, a third, you know, third round and above pick easily had he come back. Jake Fromm should have come back. Yeah, Jake Fromm. You know, I mean, he's another one had the wrong advice. Um, Isaac, are you going Isaac Nall or no? Yeah, probably Isaac Nall. I mean, yeah, because you can go back and there's been wrong advice. This right here, though, unfortunately for Bear, is he he left Georgia, he left the NFL potentially for NIL, and you know it. Sometimes it works out like an A.D. Mitchell's case. I think it'll work out for him at Texas. Uh, I, I think he had a good mixture of NIL plus Texas is going to he's still going to be put on the map. But one thing for Bear is, you know, when you're at Georgia, you're you're not catching me double teams because there's so many guys on the defensive line. Like Ben said, you can really shine. And yeah, you go to USC, which I think is is where uh, Bear will end up, you know, per anything crazy going on. You go to USC. And sure, you can shine, but you're going to be the only one on that defensive line. And you, they can double team you at any time. You're at Georgia. You can't catch many doubles because somebody's going to come off the edge quick. And last thing I'll say about it is when NFL coaches, NFL scouts go to look for defenders, do you think they're turning on Georgia's tape from the season first or Southern Cal's tape from the season first. It's a very sarcastic question, rhetorical question there, but we know which one they're turning on first. And so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Brett's right. Brett Weimer's right. He said, I think he got a ring. Now he wants the money. That very well could be it, but you know, whatever ends up happening with him, I hope it works out well for him. I hope that the decision he made works out well for him. Uh, and you know, I, I guess we can kind of move on from the bear Alexander drama there. I want your guys, uh, Top freshman, top freshman from G Day. Who should we be watching moving forward from here, right now? Ben, I'll go with you. You you want to go like we each get like our own on offense and defense or something like that? We could yeah. like we, yeah. we each just talk about like five or six dudes. Like no, no, let's let's take no. You no, you can only get one guy. You get one guy on offense. Okay, just one. one all right, I'll go Damon Wilson. Wait, 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 wait. I, I already threw two out there. You guys had not even talked about yet. So oh, you're right. Eddie, wait, Eddie already on. has the two. Eddie has oh. his two. And I and I think it's only fair that I get to stick with those two. Yeah, you do. That is true. That is very true. He okay. he did. Thank you. He did. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Judge is sorry about that. Eddie, go first. He did throw him out first. Ben, I'm sorry. That's on me as the judge. Oh, no, no, it's okay. I was just confused by the format you were doing it, Paul. That's why yeah, you're not okay. a very good host. You're not informed. If, if you would have earlier, you'd know, but it's all right. Uh, Eddie, go ahead. Well, I got to repeat him. Roderick Robinson and, and Aguero. Those are now, guys. now, do both of those guys, let me ask you this, do either one of those guys see significant playing time in your eyes this year? Aguero, absolutely, 100%. Roderick, uh, it may be like, 
Dejan was a couple of years ago when he'd come up, you know, third string like that. Yeah. But I think Roderick definitely sees, but Aguero, I, I think from day one, he's an impact player. Whew. We've got a lot of comments over here, guys. We've got uh, uh, Roger Murray saying AJ Harris, T Dog saying Lawson Lucky, Armando saying Jordan Hall. We got another vote for Jordan Hall. Uh, hey, Coleman, he says, Go dogs from Slido, Louisiana. We appreciate that, man. Where are we going uh, this year, Paul? The freshmen, they're going to have an impact. Yeah, you got it. You got Wilson, First off, who? Dan- I'm going Damon Wilson 100% because I'm looking at it from two reasons one, the player, and two, his chance to play. If you're okay. looking at the edge room, Marvin Jones missed a spring. You have Chaz Chambliss and then a bunch of freshmen. I yep. mean, you have Darius Smith in there, but he he was hurt his entire freshman year. And Darius – He showed some struggle yesterday. Yeah, he did. And I, know, I know he had to cover Bowers. I'm not using that, but he struggled a, a little bit, even like when yeah. it comes to pass rush and run defense a little bit. So I look at Damon Wilson. Guy's athletically freakish, great in high school. And I think because of the outside linebacker room, I just think he has the best chance to start mixed with he's one of the top three to four freshmen on the roster. So I'm, I'm going to go Damon Wilson. Okay. Jason, he only took one, so you could potentially take two here. Uh, ben did not take an offensive player, which is fine. He doesn't have to. It's, it's, his, it's his own pick. He didn't pick one. Jason, uh, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with my dude T-Dog here and Lawson Lucky. And I know he's a guy like that's that been pick. getting a lot of buzz. And yeah, Brock Bowers is is the guy at the position. Trust me, I'm the, I'm a big Brock Bowers guy myself. Uh, Lawson Lucky looks <laughs> looks the part. Looks like he can do uh, I like that pick. a lot of things. They're going to use those tight ends, and, and they got no problems rotating uh, that that kind of talent at that position. Keep guys fresh. Have them going in the fourth quarter, mauling dudes while they try to run it down people's throats. I, I think, and then Lucky also has has the ability to be a a weapon in the past game. Uh, he's no Darnell Washington when it comes to the stature, obviously, but um, I love, I love the way he looked uh, yesterday. And I think he's somebody that could uh, be a, a decent, at least a, a quality solid contributor on offense this year. Thank you. Because I was hoping you did not go to the defensive side of the ball because Jordan <laughs> Hall, I'll take Jordan Hall there. Yeah. Uh, you, I had, you guys laid it up for me. I had to take it. One guy that looked really, really good yesterday. I don't think he's going to crack the uh you know give me time is Raylan Wilson his his pants were dirty and by what I mean by that is he was on the ground tackling everybody after that touchdown if you go watch the interception touchdown that he had uh look at the color of his pants versus everybody else's like shiny silver britches like he was on the ground he was he was in the trenches uh so I like I like Raylan Wilson They've, they've got so many guys, though. It just showed me yesterday that the depth, Eddie, that they have at, at every position. I mean, even Loading. Andy Stowe said C.J. Allen, another kid that uh, was running all over the field. They, they have Dude, he was hitting. depth on the defensive side of the ball. And now with, you know, Lovett, Rara Thomas, McConkey, Rosemary Jackson, you don't have, Brock Bowers, Oscar Delp, Lawson Lucky. You don't have to worry about the offense much. You do a little bit with the running backs, right? Kendall Milton, you hope, can stay healthy. We That's haven't a- even talked. I'm sorry to cut you off. We haven't even talked about the offensive line. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I, I was just getting ready to say that. <laughs> I, did, I did think about I mean, that, that was well. ridiculous. Was like, Their performance yesterday was ridiculous. Paul a very piss-poor job of staying on one topic. Paul wants to stay on one topic to kill time from you folks. He wants to make you miserable. That's what he does. No, no. I, look, that we, do we even have to talk about the offensive line? 
I mean, well, I, I want to bring it up because I really have a question. This is probably for Jason more than anybody. But um, when Carson's back there and I'm watching him, it just looks like he's going through his progression, taking his time, eating his lunch, you know, cleaning up and then throwing the mm-hmm. ball. It's just now this is a glorified scrimmage. So can we take anything out of that where the defensive lineman instructed yeah. you can't go full force against no. the lineman because we don't want him laying into Carson back? I, I'm just whatever. I'm just playing whatever. Can no. we take it? But to me, just watching it watching Carson Beck throw back there, he looked like nothing was bothering him. They weren't even close to him. Is that the offensive line going to be that good, or is it we just can't take much out of it? So, so in past G-Days, you've seen the defense get after it, and usually it's four-man rush or maybe blitz one guy. They're not sending anything exotic. They're not doing anything right. crazy out there. So th- that's the part. I mean, we're seeing this go against pretty much a, a base front, uh, right. for lack of a better term. So – but against a four-man rush, against a five-man rush, this offensive line gave Carson Beck all day, right. all the time in the world uh, against the first-team defense. So uh, they looked apart. The fact that left tackle, I think, they're, they're in a ridiculously good spot, and you really wouldn't think that after losing your starting left tackle for, what, two two years, three years? Uh, it's it's – it's uh, it's crazy. So you you yeah. know Ernest Green and Austin Blasky. Blasky's the kid that like, and if he doesn't get the left tackle job, he's probably going to play. Figure out a way to get on the field, whether it's as the the sixth guy uh, if somebody gets injured elsewhere on the offensive line. So th- this offensive line is incredible, and uh, I, I think that to me is what's going to power this offense more than the quarterback, more than the the receiving group, which is as deep as I've ever seen it. More than the running back position, which Kendall Milton, I think somebody in the chat brought up, Kendall Milton, will he be able to to play a whole season? And it's like, well, Roderick Robinson, Branson Robinson, and I know he was hurt. Hell, Andrew, Andrew Paul. Andrew, Andrew Paul. Paul. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches at every single position. But to me, it starts with the offensive line because this this group, I think, is going to be able to let the offense dictate the tempo and the flow in every game on the schedule this year. I think the biggest key to the offensive line is the quarterback. And he came back, Cedric Van Pran, under the most awful of circumstances. Because if that had not happened, you all know what I'm talking about, he would have gone pro. He's back. He's back for several reasons, but he's the anchor. That kid is an animal. He's a fantastic ball player, and he's a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, oh, you know who's going to go off this year on the O-line? Who? I might have to go back to my prediction. Tate Ratledge is looking improved. I might have mm. to go back to it this year. Yeah, you did. You did call it last I might year. I have to correct my one wrong and say yeah. Tate Ratledge once again going to be. Uh, Andy Stowe says uh, he asked Brenton Dane this last night, and I'll ask you guys who starts at left tackle. Let's get a little quick round here because I want to talk about mm. some other stuff. Uh, Eddie first. I'll go to Jason first. Jason. <laughs> <sighs> I'll go Green. Green. Yeah, I'm going Ernest Green. Yeah. Eddie, yeah, I think I think it's Ernest oh, yeah. Green. I think it's Ernest Green. I think we're all in agreement there. But Austin Blasky, I, I would not be opposed to him uh, being left tackle, left guard, center, right guard. Right. I mean, it, he showed that uh, that he's got what it takes. Paul, I think there's seven deep this year. Who's the seventh? Michael Morris. I like. Him. I think at guard like for trust. Sometimes I think he might rotate in as the season goes along. And trust did I, rotate I like out. Him. Uh, last year as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen again. Uh, Christy says, does anyone know if Muse is on scholarship? Muse is not on scholarship. He is a walk-on. So, um, yeah. Hey, guys, Eddie. I'm going to bow out. So Eddie, we'll see you, my friend. 
Thank you, boys. Care, Enjoyed it as always. Yes, sir. Yes. See ya. Uh, Andy says, I have green. Blasky is a super sub. Uh, guys, this is one thing I want to talk about because this is probably one position that you can look at and say, man, I don't know who is the starter here. And that is the second cornerback. Because yesterday it started off, uh, obviously, Kamari Laster is your number one. And it's weird to me that, that Georgia has this to where uh, they always seem to have an experienced corner and then an up-and-coming corner. It was Kamari Laster with Keely Ringo. Then it was right. – uh, uh, wasn't it Keely and Eric Stokes? I might, I might be missing some guys there. But it's always been – and then Eric Stokes was the little brother to um, – I can't think of his name. Tyson Campbell? Campbell, yeah. I yeah. Mean, but they were the same, I think. That was the last time it was the same. Um, but they started off with Nylon Green yesterday in a black jersey. He started at corner. And then uh, at halftime, Schumann said, hey, uh, Everett, go put a black jersey on. And he was running with uh, Kamari as the number two corner. Neither one of those guys uh, – impressed me Everett had a nice uh blow up on a kind of a screen pass yeah. behind the line which i think kirby likes to see that from his corners but neither one of those guys really like you know stood out to me if you will where do they where do they end up at at corner here i'm gonna I, i'm actually gonna bring up this point real quick i watched i don't know if you guys watch greg mcelroy's always college football podcast but i was listening no. to him when it comes to spring games and one point he brought up, and I saw it yesterday because I saw a clip on this. He said the coverage the DBs use in spring games, if you noticed, it's they run basically crap coverage. That's why a lot of spring games are very offensive driven, which shows Florida. That's disgrace at Florida. So yeah. I have to bring it up. That Florida's in trouble. I mean, we yeah. know their quarterbacks are yeah. toast. I mean, they're, they're toast, but still, that's besides the point. <laughs> I thought the coverage yesterday, sometimes, like one of the balls that Beck hit for a slant for a touchdown, Arian Smith, Nyland Green looked like, like where where is he going? Like that coverage, I'm like, what is this coverage? And it just looked confusing because they don't show a lot of coverage. Now, one of the only guys who I saw was stride for stride. He got beat a bit, and he got two handsy times was A.J. Harris. But he showed a lot of flashes to me, or AJ Harris still. Yeah, but he's I not, not going to jump. He's not going to jump. Yeah, uh, I think it's Daylon Everett to, to tell you the truth, because I think he was the third man last year, and I thought he at least made some flash plays where he might have struggled at times. He showed flash plays, and he was ahead on the depth chart last year. Or Nylon Green, I just was not that impressed with Nylon Green yesterday. So that's why I'm going Daylon. But I still want people to preface some of the coverage. It's going to be tricky in spring games. They don't, yeah. They don't throw a lot of aggressive coverage during spring games. Kirby's gotten the spring game right, and I think if folks remember, uh, and I'm not, I don't mean this as a slight to, to Mark Rick and his staff, but they really didn't treat G Day like a spectacle for the fans. And they, there were years where they just they didn't even keep score. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what they keep. I guess oh, no, they kind we, of we didn't did. get stats. We didn't get stats. It was just yeah, like, were, yeah. It was. Here, it, it wasn't, yeah, you just kind of put out, if it was raining, they really didn't do much, and it was yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, this uh, this group, um, they, they, I remember uh, covering them in 2016 and after Kirby, Kirby got the job in, what, December 15, and then going into that spring, uh, he I remember when it got, came down to G-Day, he goes, look, we're going to put up some yards. The, the fans want to see the ball in the air. And I remember Jacob Eason 
you know, threw the ball a, a whole hell of a lot out there. <laughs> and uh, Grayson Lambert did too. And that was by design. And uh, that's how it is. And part of that design has been alluded to is you sit back and you don't play uh, much, uh, any, or you don't play anything that's going to be exotic. You don't show anything, especially from a defensive coach for that matter. You're not going to show anything except your base and coverages. And it being Kirby too, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, all that being said, I, I actually thought Dalen Everett stood out to me more than uh, Nylon Green, I thought, with uh, just, just a few moments here and there. Um, uh, either way, the Georgia coaching staff, and I think you saw that early last year, they're going to protect the new guy as, as much as they can. I think you're going to see Lassiter on the island, much like Keely Ringo was, and they want to do that. Ultimately, they want two guys on islands, but if they feel like they have a problem with one of those corners, regardless if it's Nylon Green or Dalen Everett, they're, they're not going to be dumb enough, and they're not going to let them get, get destroyed time and time again. They're going to roll coverage over there. And um, I, I, regardless, uh, I, I, think, uh, I think they'll be in better shape than maybe some people might, might assume. I mean, I think of all the positions you don't want to make a sharp judgment on at G-Day, it's the secondary. And, and a lot of it is because of the vanilla uh, defense that is often played, one – don't want to show anything. And then two, you know, you want, you want your fans to have a reason to come out to a glorified scrimmage. And I, I think too, we're, I'm not saying we're even dogging on them, uh, Everett or green. I, I think either one of them, I would be confident in putting them out on their own Island. We're talking about like former five-star and four-star corners here. And we're trying to pick which one's better. I, I think that they both played well. One guy I saw yesterday dressed out in pads. I don't see that he registered a tackle. Uh, we've talked about him before. Dan Jackson is back. So we'll see what type of role he plays. Um, you know, Tyke Smith, my man, Tyke Smith, my man, Tyke Smith, again, my man, your boy, my boy, Tyke Smith had an interception yesterday. Look for, I was a year early or maybe two. Hell, how many years has he been with the team? It's his third year now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was two, I was two, three years early on the Tyke Smith hype train, but I am starting up that hype train again this year. Uh, We don't have, we have a lot, we, we don't have a lot of tickets sold. Okay. We have a lot (laughs) of tickets on the train, but they're going at clearance prices right now, folks. If you want to hop on the Tyke Smith hype train, I am the leader of this train and we uh, we're looking to grow it. So uh, that's all I'm going to say on Tyke Smith linebackers. We saw Darius Smith yesterday. Uh, didn't look great, but also you have Jalen Walker, you have Marvin Jones, you have a bunch of guys that are going to be with that starting unit. Uh, and Darius Smith still just needs to grow. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Uh, defensive line, we've talked about. Offensive line, incredible. Wide receivers, deepest it's been since since when, Jason, ever? 2012, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's over 10 years. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you have your quarterback situation, which I think we learned a lot yesterday from. It's probably going to be Beck. Can you hold on to, uh, you know, Brock Vandegrift? And then the last question, you know, this is the question that's on everybody's mind. The transfer portal is now open. Uh, they moved it up. I, I guess the NCAA can just do whatever the hell it wants, right? They just moved it up. They're like, you know what? Uh, April 15th through the 30th. How about that? Uh, <laughs> instead of May 1st through the 15th. We'll just screw it. Move it up to, yeah, come on. So they moved it up. Uh, Georgia has... From our calculations, four. Four more guys they have to lose. Uh, They're at 89 right now. Excuse me. And I 
feel like it would be not in my best judgment or in any of our best judgment to kind of guess who those four would be, right? Because it could all of those could be totally different from you know what personal reasons to uh who we think is as good, who we think's not as good. Um we have a ton of people just like trying to join right now. Yeah, they I, I don't know if you should click I'm, on any of them. Yeah, I'm banning all the show. Uh guys, yeah. if you want to join us, we've got about eight more minutes left. We need to see a video like a uh view, not anything else. Um, but I can't see what's in there. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I know it's not to. sus people. I'll just say the word it's, sus. It's, yeah, the, it's not. Uh, it's not. <laughs> but to get back on topic, uh, to answer your question, Roger, I think they've got to get rid of four more. Um, and I don't want to speculate on it because, you know, it, it might be a thing where a kid wants to stay being a Georgia Bulldog. He just doesn't see any playing time. The coaches kind of talk to him, say, "Hey, you'd be better off if you enter the portal." Or it might be a random, you know, surprise like Bear. Yeah, I mean, we thought we thought it was five going into G day, and then it's right before, right? Very, very fast. Uh, but you know, I think I think they're in good hands overall moving forward. Ben, let's wrap this thing up, if we will. Uh, what's your hot take? Give me your hot take. Let me Ooh, get a hot take. hot take. Let me get an after G day hot take. One that I mean, I'm not talking like hot. I'm talking spicy, sizzling. You know, like really uh, like a hot take I'm, i've thought about going for it because i know jason last week. no you broke. need to you need to go for it this is the time we, we will not hold you to your after g-day hot take they're the best type of hot takes right the after g-day hot takes wait so all that. three of us have to give a spicy hot take we will all I, give I, a, I, I, i'm ready for it too yeah we'll I'm all give a spicy hot i have take. a sneaky yeah. feeling of what one of the hot takes is going to be i already have a sneaky feeling i'm not going to be one to pull the trigger I'm going to take Jason since I know Jason didn't balls up two weeks ago. Dominic mm. Lovett goes for a thousand yards receiving for Georgia. Mm. Love it, love it. Okay, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Pun, pun Jason too. said maybe eight hundred. He's playing it safe I, because he got like eight sixty last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't care the depth chart. Really, it's thousand. I like it. You're I giving me a spice one. I know one of you is going to go with just one spicy take. I'm not. I'm not diving at it. Okay. I'll Carson. let you guys know if you guys say it. Okay. Okay. Jason, go ahead. Carson Beck's a Heisman finalist. Whoa. He said it. He said it. I knew it was going to be Carson Beck and a Heisman. I knew it was going to be Carson <laughs> Beck and a Heisman. Yeah. I was like, I'm not saying it yet. I'm not. I'm yeah. not doing it. Wow. You wanted it, Paul. You wanted it. Yeah. That was that was that was like that was super like I'm I'm yeah. I need some water right now. It's like super spicy. Um, I'll give you a hot take. I think here. Uh, I don't know if this is this isn't a spice. This isn't spicy. Enough. You said spicy hot. That's why I, I went kind of. Dude, you can't you, you can't really come in cold or no no no. You can't go cold. You're the one who said spicy hot. If you yeah. just said casual hot take, I would have went for something less. I know you because said spicy hot. Don't don't the, have the, no balls. Come on, man. Man. Because that's not yeah, that's not spicy enough. Let me okay. Let me hold on. Hold on. That's not spicy enough. We don't we want spice, right? Um we want, we want level five intensity, tie hot. That's what we uh, want. Damon Wilson, seven sacks. 
Seven. That's that's not that's not spicy. That's not spicy. A true freshman. I mean, Mike Hell basically had six. Dude. You're saying he's gonna have a Mike Hell impact. I think people That's... expect him to have as okay. Big so that's maybe like a level three spicy. Okay, and then I'll take a level two spicy and say it's not too spicy. Here, here, I'll take I'll take a le- no, I'll take a level two spicy and add to it. I like dog for life. You gotta like, put that, that. That's what's up right there. He's adding on to Ben. Dog yeah, he's for adding life old hours and Levitt go over a thousand each. And that, oh, dude, that's, that's Carson's, Carson's in New York. Easy. Bowers <laughs> locks in a thousand, Paul. You were the Bowers hater. You can have the ultimate face turn and be like, "I am a Brock Bowers guy." I was like, Paul could use this and could really like take material away from us because that's the stuff we can hit you with every week on the Brock Bowers hate you had, and you could totally flip it around. Bowers for a thousand. Bowers oh, for a thousand. All right, so you're gonna use it. My my other not like this isn't even a spicy take, so I, I can't use it in this general way. But I was gonna say Georgia somehow gets to eighty four scholarships, and then we see a scholarship video for uh, Makai Muse. But that's not really a spicy take. It could be. It's just a feel good story. Man. Yeah, I think I, it's a solid take. That's a feel good. Yeah, like I'll, I'll like take a, a solid take off based off your other ones. I'll, I'll accept that. So okay, you guys both. Jason went super like I, I once Jason said Carson Beck Heisman finalist. I couldn't, my brain just stopped. It wasn't processing anything. I was looking through the roster, trying to find something. I found Damon Wilson. I, 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 I mean, right now. Look, Carson Beck, given that he is a scholarship four-star quarterback coming in, upperclassman at this point. Do you guys remember a year ago when we had our good friend uh, 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 Chance on the show and he – Brought up Stetson Bennett and the Heisman, and we kind of laughed. And, uh, this makes way more sense at this time of year than Stetson Bennett a year this time uh, last year. So great goose coming in with a yeah. Bowers Heisman invitation, make it happen. Mm. Paul, yeah. when you said that, I said two things are going to happen: either a skill player is going to go crazy with like a thousand plus yards, or or I said either you or Jason was just going to say Carson Beck and the Heisman somewhere in that realm. I was like, it's going one of the two, and I'm not going to be one to bring up him, the Heisman. I'm just not. Why not? You should have. You should have beat me. I was like, I'm not going to be the guy to do it because if, but you know if it coming. whiffs, I just I like Jason can look worse than me. I don't think if Levitt goes for like 900 yards or 800, I'm like, okay, that, that prediction doesn't look too bad because yeah. he missed it by like a game or two. So I'm not worried about that one. But it, like yeah. I said, we like I prefaced it, Ben. This is post G day spicy takes. They don't matter when the season starts. You have to you have to be full optimism right now. It's mm-hmm. post G day. You have to be as crazy as you possibly can. And Jason went as crazy as he could. And then you like it like it was the craziest ever. Yeah, I mean, each column on the board thinks Beck's going to be a top ten pick in this year's draft. Look, let's okay. We're going. That's what he thinks. So if he we're was going in here, insane he'd say, level hot right now, we got to bring it back down to like Tex Mex level. We're not we're not even you know Ty Curry. Level six up there. Let's bring it back down. Some good text mess, some Taco Bell uh, spice there. But guys, in terms oh, no, of spice, no, 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 I don't want that kind of spice. My <laughs> bathroom can't take that, bro. My bathroom can't take that. <laughs> in terms of spice, guys, I feel like uh, we, this show was spicy enough for you. If you had fun with us, guys, in this past hour, we surely appreciate you staying with us. Go ahead and hit that like button. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, which I'm sure you are by now, we're the largest UGA football community out there on youtube if you're not go ahead and hit that subscribe button we appreciate every single one of you we see you all in the chat 
all of that. We, we appreciate every single one of you joining us. If you missed any of the show, it was a banger. Not going to lie. Probably the best show we have on UGA Sports Football. Uh, just saying, not tooting our own horn, toot toot, whatever. You know, big deal, right? Um, but no, guys, uh, if you missed any of it, it'll be on where you catch all of our UGA Sports podcasts. Uh, I'll have it up there loaded up for you for your drive into work tomorrow. Uh, Jason, hope you had a great Sunday. Ben, Thanks for joining us, as Mm -hmm. always. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We're going live uh, weekly now, guys, after G-Day. We said we would do it. So we'll check with you next week. I'm sure there will be some more uh, portal entries uh, that we can discuss and see what that portal is doing. But, guys, we appreciate you guys so much for joining and watching us. For Jason Butt, Ben Bachman, I'm Paul Meharry. This is the UJ Sports Sunday Call-In Show. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks so much.